A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, my friends, and welcome to another, yet another, Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Of course, there's only one place to start the podcast, and that is with Real Madrid and Chelsea drawing in the Champions League semi-final out in Spain. The match, of course, was live on TalkSport, don't you know? This was the fallout on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports by Monday at Thursday from 10pm. Alongside, of course, the former Blues defender, the fun boy, Jason Gundy. That's the last action of the first 90 minutes. The Champions League semi-final first leg belonging to Chelsea, although ultimately they didn't get the victory that their efforts deserved. It's Champions League semi-final, you can nothing is sure. Even if we had a win here, everything is possible. It's half time. We need to fight for for every for every centimeter and for every advantage that we want to have. We need to fight and deserve. One-one. It's not a bad result. Got the away goal. But the way the first half an hour went, first 20 minutes in particular, they were a mess, Real Madrid. And we, we kept getting in behind and got a Kante kept getting in behind. Pulisic did. I can't quite work out how I feel, actually, because on the emotion of the game, you, you, you're happy you don't concede the second mm-hmm. because at 2-1, it would have, I'd have felt as though it was a game that they didn't deserve to win. I felt we didn't deserve to lose. It's a bit bittersweet, really, because I, I'm, I'm not disappointed in the result. I'm disappointed that we didn't win. If I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be bitterly disappointed because you bossed the first half more than you did the second half. You bossed both halves, but it was all yours. I also question whether or not Timo Werner is the right man to be in your side. I just think he's appalling. He's had so many chances. He can't He can't finish for Toffee. Werner had to score, oh. and he's put his right foot through it, and somehow, somehow, Courtois got something in the way of it. Now he missed another big one here. That does not help, but it does also not help to cry about it or to, to regret it all. All the time it's, it's, it's like this so uh, this is the good thing about sports nobody cares tomorrow this is today we we were we were sad we were angry in the moment this is normal he is angry he is maybe disappointed as a striker it's easy you score the next games and then nobody speaks about it. I'm not totally sure what Timo Werner is and who he is no, he's not a striker you heard Thomas Tuchel call him a striker there he's not a striker he's not a natural finisher the only time he, he looks dangerous in front of goal in fact he missed one is in, he's, he's instinctive if he has time to think about it I think he overthinks things his, his actual goal contributions and and scoring yeah. actually his numbers are high mm. his numbers are we're a better side with him in it but it's how you it's how you play who do you play with him he hasn't sorted that out Tuchel I'm just fed up with everybody keep on about Timo Werner Right, in what way? I've, I've watched him in the Bundesliga. He is absolutely brilliant. All centre forwards have a bad, bad period, right? You're, you're taught, Jason. I'm telling you, this is a, as a forward. You're taught to get the ball on target. He gets the ball on target, like tonight, and it gets he hits it at the keeper, but he's got it on target. You know what I mean? You've got to give, give him a chance. So you're, so you're saying he's going to come good, Steve-O? I think he'll come. He's going to come good. good. 
How much time did you give him, Steve? Look at look at Drogba when he started playing. He was like a donkey first. Yeah. He couldn't even kick a ball. Oh, now you look what happened to him after that. Football fans. Drogba, when he come here, couldn't kick a ball. Now, the Man City boss, Pep Guardiola, Guardiola, has been speaking to the media ahead of their game with PSG in the Champions League semi-finals tonight. Another game you can hear right here on TalkSport. Not here. This is a podcast. Don't turn this on tonight, 8 o'clock. You just hear me saying, don't turn this on. League, I've said it twice. Anyway, it's on Talk. You get the idea. We'll also hear from the PSG manager, Maurizio Pochettino. But first up, it's Pep admitting that PSG's attacking players have been keeping them up all night. Blimey. I tried to sleep well. This last night, <laughs> and I slept well when I was not thinking on them. <laughs> that is a reality. Draxler's got Mbappe to his left, Icardi to his right, he flicks it to his left, Mbappe! Hat-trick Mbappe! So they are, they are incredible, top, top, top players. That's why playing that team and the quality they have. Uh, you know, we're going to try to stop them and the way we're going to do. Defend well, all together as a team, and play good football as a team. And, and try to, to score goals. I think Manchester City is one of the great, greatest team on the on the world. And I think for me, with best uh, coach, is uh, is going to be tough or uh, tougher than Bayern Munich. We don't know it's going to be tougher if we are going to win or not. We are confident. We know very well that before to play, uh, always is a lot of there are a lot of theories. But the most important is the 180 minutes that you need to deserve to be on the on the final and to play better than your opponent. Well, that was Mopo, of course, the former Spurs manager. But who will be the next Tottenham boss? That's a nice link, isn't it? Adrian Durham has said that Spurs should be honoured to even be linked with the England manager Gareth Southgate. <laughs> oh, I'm chuckling inside. A caller even suggested that Neil Warnock should get the role. That can't, Is that real? That's real? I'm looking... That is real. That's confirmation that did happen. We'll also hear from a former Lily White striker. No one calls him that. Darren Bent, Ali McCoy, and Goffey. But first, here's Simon Jordan, Katie Price's ex-husband, explaining why Burnley boss Sean Dyche won't get the gig. Sean Dyche is a very fit-for-purpose, Ron Seal-based manager that does what's said on the cam. He will do the job. He will get a team difficult to beat. They'll play a particular brand of football based upon the players that he's got. Now, does that translate into a Tottenham team that was, has some different requirements, a different expectation from the fans, a different expectation from the chairman, mm. a different expectation from the media. Does Sean Dyke... Now, the only way you find that out is to take that risk. If you start looking around the, the, the top of the table, top of the Premier League, there are easily four or five teams, you'd say, that are, are ahead of them. Um, in terms of where they are as a club. So I think they do need to start again. I don't think they can go... It's not a quick fix, I think, for Spurs. And I think if you're going to give it to someone like a Scott Parker or Eddie Howe, you can't expect them to go in the job straight away and write, we need success. They need to be given time because, unfortunately, I think Spurs are, are some way off the likes of Liverpool, Manchester City, United, Chelsea, mm. before they get anywhere near winning the title or anything. So they have to start again. The only person that can get anything out of the mm-hmm. rubbish okay. go on. we've got is Neil Warnock. Because that's the sort of players that he can actually drum together and get to play in uh, at least so they're not relegated because no decent manager is going to be able to do anything with that lot. No one. Which ones are you wearing today? Oh, well done, son. They're good. Nice we are into them. Quite frankly, he needs somebody like a Neil Warnock 
who will drum them together and get them to play football that these people who don't have a brain between them, most of them, will be able to understand. Neil Warwick, 72. The club for Gareth Southgate, for me, my personal opinion would be, is that he works well with youngsters. We go to a club where he can build something over a number of years. I don't think Tottenham's the club for him. That's my only opinion on that. I, I, I just don't think it would be the right club for him at this moment for in time him. with some of the big names that have been linked to it just imagine right okay just imagine he wins the Euros okay I know it might be a stretch of uh, stretching your, your your belief processes but just imagine he wins the Euros would Spurs not feel privileged and honoured to have secured the manager who took England to European Championship glory to be their manager next season I don't see this Spurs being above Gareth Southgate thing at all I think the, they should be honoured that his name is even linked with their club. Listen, Gareth's doing a great job with England. Of course he is. I, I think it's a, I actually think it's a little bit strange that he hasn't been linked to clubs before. And Sam, to tell you mm. the truth, I th- where I do agree with, with Martin and the boys, is it's, a, it's a decision that Daniel Levy has to get, pardon me, 100% correct. I mean, it's absolutely massive. Now, across the other side of North London, Arsenal's owners, the Cronkies, have stated they have no intention of selling the club despite recent speculation about an Invincibles takeover headed by the CEO of Spotify. Their former keeper, Jens Lehmann, has questioned whether the potential takeover is the right solution for Arsenal. We'll also get the take of Darren Bent and Laurel Woods, both Gunners fans, of course, but this is the Swedish journalist Jens Nordstrom too many yens in this link, explaining why we shouldn't rule out Spotify CEO Daniel Ek buying the club in the future. The first job he ever applied for was at Google, and Google said, you need to go back to university and finish your degree, and basically his reaction was, sort of, I'm going to build my own search engine. That tells you something of what kind of a man he is. Everybody says that when he wanted to start a streaming service for music, everybody said that this is impossible, the music industry is never going to allow that. And now Spotify is a reality. Over his career, he has attempted to do impossible things a number of times, and quite a number of times he succeeded as well. So that makes it difficult to just say, no, this isn't going to happen, because he is an ambitious guy, and I think he might actually be wanting to go for this. I think with billionaires, you always, along the way, have upset some people. I don't know a single bit, not that I know any billionaires, but I haven't heard of a single billionaire that's managed to get their millions and billions without upsetting people. So there are, this guy, Daniel Ek, even though he, he was an Arsenal fan and whatever he says from when he was younger, there's a lot of people in the world that aren't a fan of him and what he does for music in terms of the way that he streams and how much money he's made out of it. All right. What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henry. I love that these three are involved because I think it needs something like this. It needs something where they understand not just the fan base but also the club and how it's run and, and basically can bring heart into it because that's what we've been complaining about, the complete segregation between owners and clubs and the fact that they have no real interest in it unless it's making money. That's It's a business interest, isn't it? So with these three, I think you get that connection. It sounds unbelievable. We talk about three of the absolute greats getting involved and taking over the football club but whoever comes in, regardless of whether it's them, they've just got to care about the club and I think I think if it's investment in the club, I think the fa- that's what the fans want, like a relationship. got to be a bit of an investment but I think there's been no relationship with Kroenke whatsoever and I think that's what hurts Arsenal fans a lot as well. Josh Kroenke and his father, they're still interested and they like to make people happy because um, I only met Josh uh, a couple of times and he doesn't seem to be not interested um, about his club but what I said before, it's about competence. 
And the guys who are there right now, I think they're good. I know the CEO. Um, I know Edu, obviously. And um, they're doing to the best of their abilities. Bringing in guys like uh, Thierry, Patrick and Dennis, my former teammates, would be fantastic as well. These three guys, they're all coaches. So who's doing what there? That could be a conflict of interest or a conflict of just jobs. Will they all be on the pitch or what are they going to be? It sounds interesting, but at the end of the day, I'd like to see how they actually want to structure that. Now, in the last poddy, you may remember Adrian Durham said this about Fabian Balbuena's red card against Chelsea. Play the audio. This is one of the biggest VAR disgraces I think I've ever seen. I cannot understand it. Well, incredibly, that red card has now been overturned. And on drive, Aidan Goffey reacted to the news as it broke. Yeah, as it broke is what I said. Ben Fletcher, what you got for us? It might not come as a complete surprise. The West Ham defender Fabian Balbuena's red card has been overturned by the FA that following a successful claim of wrongful dismissal. Overall, have we stopped having really shockingly bad decisions? No, we haven't. We've still got them. Is this really better than it was before? Was it any worse than this before? I think it's worse now. What we said was, we were all accepting VAR because by the end of the season, we'd have ruled out those big errors that really changed things over the course of a season. You've just seen, yet again, second season of VAR and they've messed it up. We'll never know what would have happened to West Ham. And David Moyes is furious. He's absolutely seething down there because, of course, he sees a big opportunity for his team to get something out of this game, probably disappear. VAR got it wrong. I know, this is the thing, right? VAR, it's gone to VAR. They've had a look at it and said to the ref, you need to go and have a look at it. They've all had another look at it and they've all got it wrong. So now we'll never know if West Ham would have gone on to win it. They've had another VAR session, not live, and they've all come to the conclusion, I think they got it wrong. Now the TalkSport reporter James Savvy Savundra has been speaking to Derek Chizzy Chisora and Joseph Nosey Parker ahead of their heavyweight clash this Saturday in Manchester. In the build-up to the fight, the New Zealander Parker has been sparring with Tyson Fury. Del Boy, that's Jezora's nickname, not the one from Only Fools, he's much too old David Jason to get his head weaved into the carpet. Anyway, Jezora spoke about his preparations, but first, this was his prediction for Anthony Joshua v Tyson Fury, if, of course, that ever, ever happens. I got a bet on saying I don't think the fight will happen this year. I think it will happen next year. Because I think there's loads of loads of things happening right now with the world with this corona situation. And uh I think the fight will happen next year. And then the only thing I think will win that will be will be AJ who wins that fight. <laughs> You know, I feel at this stage, just a more mature fighter, a fighter that's going to box smartly, but take risks risks as well and not be too conservative. And a fighter who's going to let his hands go more, you know, not just wasted punches, going to pick my shots, going to be smart, but also going to fight fire or fire. And you've also had the opportunity to spar with Tyson as well. How have those sessions gone with you training alongside one another? This is the first time we're able to do some training together, you know, alongside each other, which has been awesome. He's great, positive energy, and he works very hard. And it's great uh, just uh, when our training times matched, when Andy and I had training times that matched his, we got into the gym and did some training together. So it's a great team environment to be in. on the line bro 
all I know is the sound of fire. You know, uh, this whole people saying, oh, it's going to lead to the world title shot. So it's all crap, to be honest with you, man, because Dylan White's been waiting for a world title shot for the last five years. You know, he's managing for the, for the last five years and he hasn't got anything yet. So for me, it's just to bring good, good entertainment to the British public and the whole world on the foot May, May 1st. Well, that's nearly it for another podcasting thing. A reminder, you can hear more live football. More? It's every day of the week. I know, we're that good. Tonight at 8pm, PSG take on MC. <clears throat> Doesn't work, does it? In the Champions League semi-final first leg. Yeah, that's Mad City. That's it, though. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or, of course, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'll be back on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm with the fun boy tonight, taking your calls after that Man City game where they get beat 6-0 with Mbappe scoring all seven of them. Yeah, work that one out. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks about Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.